Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell, where we share helpful tips, introduce exciting new products, and celebrate all things machine embroidery. I'm your host, Kim Christofferson, and I can't wait for you to experience the joy of creativity with us. Hi everyone, and welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell. I'm Kim Christofferson, and I have Deanna in the house with me today. Hello everyone. Oh boy, are we in for a treat today because not only are we going to be talking about something that you guys have asked a whole lot about and is on everybody's mind regarding all things machine embroidery, but we have a special guest today. Everyone, welcome our friend Joy. Hey, Joy. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, Joy. Tell tell the viewers out there, the listeners out there, what you do at Kimberbell. Uh, I feel like a little bit of everything, but you know, I've been with the company for seven years now. So in that time I've watched us grow and, (laughs) you know, worked in product development right beside Kim. And um, currently I am an account manager for our executive accounts. So for our top shops and other industry vendors, I work with all the machine manufacturers. And so it's really awesome to see all of the variety of machines that end consumers are using and the amazing things they create with them. Oh, absolutely. And to know Joy is to love her. Exactly. Oh. She exudes her name is <laughs> what I does. say. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I often say everybody needs a little joy in their life. And I'm not meaning about just joy. joy. We mean but joy. This joy. <laughs> yes. Right here. Our that, joy. That works. That's right. That works right alongside with all of us here at Kimberbell. We're very grateful. Um, with Joy's experience, we thought, oh, it would be perfect to have you come on and talk about this hot topic in the machine embroidery world, and that is stabilizer. What? I know. And to be fair, Joy was kind of the one that she tested this. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was in the trenches finding (laughs) the best stabilizer. Yeah, for our Kimberbell stabilizer line, right? Yes. Joy, why did you want to be part of that that whole process? (laughs) Because it kind of sounds, um, I don't know. Stabilizer. Right? Right. White stuff. What are we talking about here? And why did you want to be a part of that? Well, it's interesting, just as the product was being developed, I was working with um, one of the industry vendors, and as we were developing the product, then we just had loads of it coming in yeah. at, at a time. And so we would group it all together in batches, and then someone have to go home and stitch and try it all <laughs> different ways. And so um, I I sure love to embroider. <laughs> and yeah. so I got to try every different kind, and I came up with a kind of testing system where we would decide um, how many stitches does this stabilizer hold? Does it stretch when you hoop it? You know, does it stay taut in the hoop or does it loosen over time? And so I just kind of fell into it um, by (laughs) a lot of of trial and error and actually doing the testing for the stabilizer that... ended up being in the Kimberbell line. So when we say it's the best, we believe it. Right. We have tested it against every other kind of, of stabilizer in that line. And it works how we say it's going to work. So Well, and yeah, and I think part of that is that we did not stick with one manufacturer of stabilizer. It, we brought in a whole slew of different right. ones because we wanted the best of the best. Right. Whenever people say, oh, it just looks like a bunch of paper towels or stabilizer is stabilizer, I think, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. only knew. If you only knew. And it, it's funny as you watch, um, we'll talk more about stabilizers in a minute, but if you hoop, if someone's listening at home right now and want to try this experiment, 
take any one of your stabilizers and put it in the hoop and then stretch the sides. You know, we're not really supposed to do that when we hoop it, but if you can stretch that stabilizer and it distorts and loses its shape, that's not great stabilizer. That means as the more the stitches are, are working in it, it's going to stretch and thin the stabilizer too. So your project won't be as stable. Simple. That makes sense, right? I love that. I often joke that when we were going through that testing process and I got to be a, a small portion of that too, I kept thinking, oh, well, where's our white lab coats, right? <laughs> <laughs> our beakers and everything because it truly was a process that we went through. Um, and it all just looks like the white stuff we talk about, but there certainly are differences. So, you know, in any kind of stabilizer line of products, there's just so many different ones you can choose from. Right. And it can be overwhelming for Absolutely. people, especially if you're brand new to machine embroidery. But I've been doing machine embroidery for years and I still question at times like, okay, well, which one should I use for what? And that kind of thing. But I think back to when I first bought my embroidery machine. Oh my gosh, how many years ago? <laughs> so long ago over 20 years ago. And I was looking at this whole wall of stabilizer and the, the gal right. that sold it to me said, well, okay, now you need to choose some stabilizers. I had no <laughs> clue what I was doing. I mean, I thought, I thought, what did I just get myself Amy into? Might know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think what I love about this topic today is that we're narrowing it down to what would be your top five stabilizers, especially when you get started. But if mm. someone were to like bring in five stabilizers that are like their must have go-to stabilizers at any any given time, there's probably about five that at least according to Joy, yes. the book of Joy sure. here, <laughs> she would recommend. And I think that makes a great topic for today's episode. So Joy, tell us what the five are, and then let's take a little deeper dive into why each of those okay. um, major list. Yes. Well, I would say my top five, I have them sitting out in front of me, so they're like my little baby children. <laughs> you know? She takes them everywhere she goes. Exactly. <laughs> Just, I didn't want to forget yeah. any of the important things. So I would recommend a good mesh cutaway. Okay. We'll talk more in detail about that. A wash away stabilizer. Wash away is really fun. We had a lot of fun testing that one. A fusible backing. For those of you who come from the sewing community, this might be compared to um, the a stabilizer that you would use in the collar of a shirt or used to in sewing. But fusible backing, definitely for stabilizer. And then a wash away. Okay. Sticky back. Yeah. Sticky back's important. Not a lot of companies have that. We love the sticky back. And then you also need a good project batting. That's where mm -hmm. the stabilizer is in the batting. Ooh, let's start there because Ooh. I agree. That is one of those stabilizers that I never really realized why I needed it, except that I just loved this specific one mm -hmm. that we landed on. And when we started sending this project batting out in our event kits, uh, people were just going nuts over it. They're right. Like, what is in this stabilizer? What is in this batting? What is in the stabilizer that makes it so perfect for machine embroidery? Can I get more of it? <laughs> and certainly we said, I think we can do that. We can do but it. But tell us why fusible or not fusible, but uh, project batting is and Kimberbell's project batting in particular uh, works so well. So Kimberbell project batting, it, first of all, incredible product. But if you are a you know quilter, we love everything to be you know all cotton. And uh, the loft of Kimberbell project batting is really great because it's eighty five percent cotton. That's a huge. Um, 
cotton content in comparison with other battings that are used as a stabilizer as well. And then the other 15% content of our project batting is that stabilizer scrim. It's polyester. And so that stabilizer is... Um, or the polyester is woven through the cotton, and that's what creates a stabilizer within the batting. And so why is that important when you do machine embroidery? Well, we love quilted projects, right? And when we do zipper patches or anything, we like the extra quilting details that it gives. But if you are doing um, embroidery where there's a lot of stitches in one place, if you take any regular batting, that amount of stitches is going to tear right through the batting or or um, make it pull apart, right? What do you, I, I want to say stretch, that's a good word for it. Almost like melts away out of, out from under all of those stitches. And ah, so yeah. having that uh, polyester scrim woven through that high cotton content keeps it stable and then it's able to hold a lot of stitches. So that is um, one super reason I love our project batting. The other thing, if you like to quilt on your embroidery machine, and we yes. love that here, if you're going to quilt in the hoop, you don't need to have any additional stabilizer. You can do the backing fabric. I want to just like give a round of applause for that right there. <laughs> I know, no, right? extra no extra stabilizer on the back stabilizer. of that. That is the stabilization, yes. right? Yes. The batting is, is that great that it is the stabilization. So you have your quilt sandwich made with just our project batting in between. And you can hoop that and uh, quilt all you want on oh, your yeah. home embroidery machine. Oh my that's gosh, awesome. that's awesome. You mentioned uh, zip, using it for zipper pouches mm -hmm. and then of course doing background quilting background on regular quilting. quilts and stuff. What other kinds of projects do we have at Kimberbell where we often use uh, the Kimberbell project batting? Oh, all kinds of hot pads and pillows and you know, mug any, rugs. Mug rugs, yes. Anything, um, pretty much anything we make. We like yeah. to have, I think the quilting just shows off your stitches a little better. It gives that dimension and depth mm -hmm. and, and our feature quilts, of course, as we're making them block by block, you can have just the most amazing quilting done um, with your applique. So nice. I yes. love it. Okay. That's definitely, definitely would make my top five list. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. I, I'd agree with you on that. Good. I, I don't think I'll disagree on anything you say, Joy. <laughs> she is the expert and uh, yeah. she is, she knows what she's talking about. Um, what's another one that you want to learn more about, Deanna? You know, I really want to know more about the Sticky Back wash away. Ah. Oh, yes. yes. So Sticky Back, is, it's a good product. Um, like I said before, it's not something that all of the stabilizer lines carry. And, and probably because it tends to be a little more expensive. Um, and I think but that's okay to it. say it. But <laughs> worth it because time is money, frustration is money, right? Right. And um, actually, when you look at all of the projects... It, it might be expensive by pennies, but it's it's so worth it. So I recommend a good sticky back. We have both wash away and tear away sticky back. I kind of like the wash away um, better, but this is great for floating projects in the hoop. So Ooh, tell us about yes. floating. So yes. floating, that's a new word, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where um, floating a project is when you hoop the stabilizer. So like the sticky back, um, it has a glossy side and the stabilizer side. And so you want to hoop it glossy side up. And then you're going to score that if you haven't used sticky back before. You score it, um, which just uh, makes the paper part peel mm -hmm. away. Yeah. And then you're left with the sticky adhesive side of the stabilizer. And so um, 
our uh, sticky back wash away is really great because there's enough adhesive to have a project float like a tea towel or an apron yeah. or a sweatshirt, right? Those are kinds of things that that would be, I mean, picture yourself trying to put a sweatshirt, hoop a sweatshirt, sure. right? Yeah. That's a little right. bit yeah. crazy. Right. But if you could um, float just a part of it, that means lay it on top of the sticky back, uh, then it's easy, um, easy to embroider on. One thing that um, we tested for sure is that the sticky back would be repositionable. So we wanted it to be sticky enough to hold it, but, you know, I'm not always perfect, right? <laughs> and you don't want any extra gunk on, on the rare exactly. occasion. Exactly. So if you happen to, you know, the stabilizer is going to stay in the hoop and then you're going to float the tea towel on the top. So let's say you, you know, put the tea towel down and it was just a little bit crooked. You could easily pull that back up and, and uh, place it. Well, awesome. we just had an experience with this yesterday. I had Deanna and Ginger come over to the house to uh, do some projects for our upcoming Inside the Hoop show. Little plug there for that <laughs> every Thursday at twelve noon Mountain That's, Time. Wow. Anyway, yeah, yes. So Deanna actually, you know, she's a newbie. We often talk about that. Pretty soon, we're not going to be able to say that about you anymore. <laughs> That's okay. You're learning quick. That's okay. But, but for now, but tell them about what you did with uh, the sticky back stabilizer. So we took just one block out of of a pillow that was created here at Kimberbell. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to put it on a, a little girl's dress. Yeah. And so it made it much easier to just use that stick away and float it because yeah. the bib of the dress that I wanted to stitch on wasn't big enough to actually put in the hoop. I would right. have had to make some adjustments and add some fabric to it and it would have been a lot yeah, it's harder not, It to wasn't going to reach side to no, side. No, it wasn't. And so that just made it really easy and it does hold in place while that stitching is. It doesn't slip, it doesn't slide yeah. and... It's fun. It, it was a lot of fun, and I'm so <laughs> excited to show the project yeah. on next Thursday. I yeah. did see pictures. Darling, yeah. darling. Yeah. Really so cute stuff. Fun. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of the whole towels, the, the clothing, uh, sweatshirts, you name it. But, my goodness, anytime you just don't want to hoop a whole thing, <laughs> well, floating it is the way to go. like a towel. Or, oh, oh, Andrew has okay. a story for us. Okay. Yes, I've been here the whole time, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting in the wings. Yes. No, um, just a couple weeks ago, my daughter, she had, they, they wanted to do a gift for their drill team. And they wanted to do beanies. And they wanted to do special, like a special thing embroidered on the beanies. So she went around town, tried to get like quotes and everything. And the number one thing is like, it was going to take forever to get them back, and it was going to be really expensive for another place to do them. So my wife asked me, can you do this over at Kimberbell? No way. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure. And so I, th I was thinking about it. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I, I don't want to go do the 10 stitch the, or the 10 the needle. Yeah. Because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I can float it <laughs> using sticky back stabilizer. I love this story, Andrew. Good Continue. Job. So, yeah. So my wife and I, we came here, and... She already had the design and everything like that that she wanted to do. So we came here, and for about two hours, we were stitching out this little design on the front of beanies. And it worked out. So I mean, we, we had to kind of, like, make our own template. And we're like, okay, how, does, how are we going to make this yeah. work efficiently? But it worked out really good, yeah. and all the girls loved them. Oh, I want to know how many you had to make. Uh, we, well, we started with six because that's all we needed to start off with. 
But now we've got to do about 24. <laughs> I was oh, going to say, once, <laughs> once the other girls saw them, they were like, we want one, we want one. Andrew, I love that. And your daughter's got to be so proud. That's yes. Pretty awesome. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of the year right there. There's nothing like knowing that someone is giving you a handmade gift. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Way to go, Andrew. Way to go. Okay. Dad of the year right there. <laughs> Joy, talk to us, since we're talking about sticky back, like wash away in this instance, talk about wash away in general and what, like, you want both in that top five right. list, right? Tell right. I, isn't I that unusual? Why, but tell us a little <laughs> bit more. A regular wash away stabilizer is is awesome for doing lace projects. Yes. If you do any freestanding lace, and, and uh, we have a lace CD here at Kimberbell uh, called Lace Studio, and it has different designs for all the seasons and lots of different pieces and I've made a Halloween garland with the lace witches hats that's so fun I stitching lace hearts all of the time and um, lace is just fun to add to the collar of a shirt or something um, it's something that you can uh, dress up or dress down but wash away stabilizer is just it's really great for lace it's also great for things like let's say you have a tea towel and you want to, or you're monogramming it, you know, very simplest of embroidery, you'd use a wash away stabilizer so that none of that stabilizer is left to be seen when the project is done. So if you are, you know, monogramming a pillowcase or something, you don't want stabilizers stuck in that, the border of the pillow, you know, you want to wash it all away so that it's just your beautiful stitches left. So that's um, why I would recommend wash away stabilizer. Now, something that's really extraordinary about our uh, wash away stabilizer is that it will stay taut in the hoop without stretching. So if you think of making a lace project, all that's in that project is thread. There's no fabric or anything else to, to hold and support that. And so that wash away stabilizer needs to be uh, able to stay taut in the hoop with all of those stitches without becoming saggy sure. in the hoop. If it starts to sag, then your stitches start to sag and, and not. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So so that was important with the washway stabilizer. We didn't want it to stretch at all. And sometimes people say, oh, if you're doing a washaway stabilizer, especially for lace, you should do two layers. And depending on the project and the amount of stabilizer you want left in the end when you wash it away, you can, but our stabilizer wash away is strong enough to just do one layer. Awesome. So I love that. The other okay, thing that's this, important. I, I think I know, I know what you're going to say because it goes back to the white lab coat, right? right, it, right. Experimenting <laughs> this. And I wish I had pictures of this. It was pretty fun. Because uh, she did a little dip in. A dip in and timing. In. Yes. Is that what you're going to yes. say? We had, so I had probably six or seven yeah. different samples at the time. And what we did was set a standard. So our standard was I wanted a washaway stabilizer to rinse out within 20 seconds in cool water. So that was the standard. And I had about six to eight different stabilizers that made it to that top. Hey. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, to that top tier that, you know, they passed the stitch test. They passed like hooping. Some of them, you know, had a little bit of pull, but this was the final Thing. If it could dissolve in cool water in 20 seconds. Tell us why cool water was so important to you. Yes. Well, cool water, we don't know the thread content or the dyes that are used for all the different brands of thread, right? Or even if you're stitching on different colors of fabric. And so hot water makes dye run, right? So right. if we had red thread, which I think that, you know, red should be everyone's favorite color. <laughs> 
<laughs> or pink, but you know, right. in the red family. Right. right. But red could run. And so what if you were rinsing it in hot water and all of a sudden that, you know, beautiful red rose you just stitched just yeah. bled all over this beautiful white. I love that you thought of this. Yes. yes. That was really, a really high priority. I did not want you to have to put your project under hot water to get the stabilizer out. Okay, that was brilliant. Genius. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought about it until I'd ruined a project. (laughs) And then I would have been like, oh, dang, I wish I could have rinsed this out. In cool water. Right. Exactly. Well, and some of the stabilizers that we had seen said, you know, rinse in hot water. And I immediately, the, the... the quilter in me, the fabric lover in me was like, I'm not running that under hot water. (laughs) You know, that's just problematic. So yes. So then when we test it, we have all these, you know, I think I had spiders or hearts or all (laughs) kinds of things stitched out. And so I had, you know, someone holding their, their piece of lace above their cup of water, cool water. So it was all the same temperature. We had a timer going. We had a timer and they all had to put it in at the same time. We left it soaking for the same 20 seconds and then pulled it out to see what the drip was, what the drip, what the progress was. And it was funny because some of those stabilizers had so much glue in it within the 20 seconds, it only had a chance to soften the glue and it almost looks, can I say this on here? Yes, you can. It looked a little bit like like snot. Yeah. Yeah. Little boogers. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. goopy stuff. Mm -hmm. Rubber cement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good plopping off of your, your beautiful lace project. And so eventually it would, it would, um, rinse out or you could run it under hot water and it would be fine. But I booted those right away. Like we want 20 seconds. Yeah. We want to be sewing, not standing over a sink. (laughs) Like, that's for dishes. Well, and trying to scrape goop off your lace. Yes, exactly. So um, also, if you made that lace project and uh, didn't rinse all the stabilizer out, then that's just rinsing that starch into your clothing or whatever you put that lace on. So anyway, the winner was the best. It holds great stitches. It does rinse in cool water without, you know, with cool water within 20 seconds. And, um, I love that I, I do a demo for shop owners often and I will, um, just pour water right out of my water bottle and, yeah. <laughs> and your ice show, water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Show how fast it is. So it's, it's really extraordinary. I love um, it. I love that. And then I want to say back to our sticky back wash away, same parameters. So that wash away stabilizer, once you are done stitching on that sticky back wash away, it will rinse out with with 20 seconds under cold water too. Okay. In fact, you want a little tip? Yeah. Sometimes, because I don't want to immerse my whole project underwater, if I'm using that sticky back wash away or even regular wash away on a tea towel, I will turn it over and spray it with just water. Yeah. And then and then dab the back and the stabilizer disappears. And wow. so you don't I have don't to have to immerse your whole project. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Two so down. Three now, down. Well, okay. Yeah. So we talked about wash away. What about this cutaway you put on your list? Yes. Yeah, so I love, always recommend a nice light mesh cutaway or medium cutaway. This was a hard one to choose between. <laughs> Sorry. You, you could only choose one. I could one, only choose huh? one. So I chose light mesh. Oh boy. <laughs> does, does medium cutaway like make top 10? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Probably six. <laughs> okay. <seven>. Honorable mention. <laughs> if I, if I, this is how I would say it. Light mesh cutaway for quilt blocks or light, dainty, you know, dresses, lighter weight things. Right. Okay. Um, and then I would use a medium cutaway for zipper pouches. 
Okay. You know, and then I like heavy cutaway for mug rugs. Oh. So I'm getting a three for one here. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, yeah. you're not allowed. Okay. No. So that, no, those so are good. Know. Those are good tips, actually, like, Joy. You think of the density of the project, right? Yeah. And then you want your stabilizer to match that density. So mm-hmm. a quilt block itself, it's going to get stabilized with you know batting and a backing and all of that later on. So light mesh will keep the essence of the quilt block. Yeah. You know, that you you're stitching. You don't want a quilt block heavy. No, no. no. And yeah. you don't want it to crinkle or, so a light mesh actually becomes part of the quilt block and it, like it's that. beautiful. But then you think of a zipper pouch, you know, and you want it to have a little bit of structure to it, but also flexibility because I'm going to stuff all of the things in there. Yeah. Right? right. So that's where I would jump up to a medium. And then I like mug rugs with a heavy cutaway. Mm-hmm. I feel like the density, because there's different layers, I'm going to want, it's going to absorb a lot of things or hold a hot drink. It's going to be pre- protecting my beautiful end table. So I go with a heavy for mug rugs. So. Okay. There's a pro tip right there for you. <laughs> I know. Definitely. I've never thought to use yeah. heavy cutaway in that way, but I like it. I snuck in two more. Sorry. <laughs> Back to light mesh, though, why I love this. Okay. If you have ever made or seen Kimberbell projects and just thought, oh, that's beautiful, I've got to make it, you know, it's probably one of our feature quilts that caught your attention and you need stabilizer for every block. We do a lot of applique, a lot of decorative stitches. Um, I'm working on a new project right now and it has some fringe stitches. And so the light mesh cutaway, it's strong enough to handle all of the fancy stitch work, uh, but it is... Back to the light mesh cutaway. So this really is my favorite. If you have seen any Kimberbell project that has, you know, caught your attention and you thought, oh, that is so beautiful. It's probably one of our feature quilts, right? We call them that because they have so many embellishments and um, beautiful stitch work and blocks. And, you know, we've been able to do from every theme, you know, fall and Christmas and Halloween um, Halloween and a sewing room. Oh, so delightful. It's just beautiful. And uh, the feature quilts work spectacularly because you're stitching one block at a time. So you want that light mesh cutaway. Um, you don't have to cut right next to the embroidery. You actually cut, trim the stabilizer to the size of the quilt block. And then it just gets stitched in the seam allowance as you're sewing those quilt blocks together. And so it just creates this overall um, cohesive look among your quilt, or among all the quilt blocks in your quilt, and uh, just a really overall beautiful finish to your project. Yeah. And where it's not heavy, you won't see that stabilizer underneath the quilt block. It just looks like fabric and batting. Right yep. It's very So beautiful. what you're saying that. is that you do want the three different weights, but for different reasons. But light mesh is kind of more universal. Universal, universal. Okay. yes. Like if you were, if you only could buy one, then buy light mesh because you could still make zipper pouches with it. You could still make mug rugs with it, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, when you and once you become a more experienced embroiderer, then you're going to say, "Oh yeah, I need more." Yeah, right. You know, and and it might be one of those projects. You know, stabilizers have a lot of stabilizer on this roll. So yeah, you yes. buy it once and then you can make, you know, 100 mug rugs or more. <laughs> right? I've never done the math. I should yeah. do that to see how many mug no, rugs you, you can make with one of our heavyweight. Just weekend project. No, yeah. No big deal. Right. <laughs> Just crank them out. Okay. Your fifth and final one. And it, this has to be 
a top one in my mind as well, and that is our, our fusible backing. Tell For us sure. why this is so great. So fusible backing also has something to do with our feature quilts, right? Um, and it answers the the old, old question, the oldest frustration, I think, in machine embroidery, how do I prevent puckers, right? My, my fabric is so pretty, and then I embroider on it, I do an applique, I put in some, you know, lettering and all of a sudden my fabric is puckered and wrinkled or yeah. It's the, it's the dreaded P word. Yeah. Puckering. Yeah. We yeah. don't like that at all. No. Not in so, quilting anyway. <laughs> not for sure. <laughs> Pucker up buttercup, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Date night puckers are good, right? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Not quilting puckers. Not quilting. No. Okay. So I have fusible backing in Front of me, and it is exactly what it is. We yeah. know tricky names to this. It's fusible <laughs> and it's backing. So it goes on the back of your project, the back of your quilt block, the back of uh, if you're, you know, wanting to embroider something on a light linen shirt or on a linen pillow, it goes on the back. It fuses on. And I actually love the texture of our fusible ba backing is woven. So it's just like fabric. So what it does is gives gives an extra layer of fabric behind like loose weave mm -hmm. um, fabrics like linen mm -hmm. or, or very knit. lightweight fabrics it's knit it's right for t-shirts if you're t -shirt. doing a t-shirt quilt oh yeah t-shirt quilts perfect for it in fact a t-shirt quilt I would iron it on I would iron the fusible backing over the t-shirt before I even cut the t-shirt yes. square out and that way the knit won't roll yeah. or ripple There you too. go. There's another pro tip. Well, and it shows you that this fusible backing goes beyond just using it on your embroidery machine. Mm -hmm. Because even with, you know, a, you're sewing a t-shirt quilt, it does help stabilize that knit right. t-shirt. I love our fusible backing so much. I do a little bit of, you know, sewing clothes and, and little, so interfacing is what I learned, you know, mm -hmm. as a 4-H'er growing up right. sewing. Like every collar had to have interfacing in it or where your buttons go. I love our fusible backing in place, place of interfacing okay. because it's softer. It becomes more part of the fabric, but you still have that stabilization there. Yeah, so. it definitely, you know, when, when I've compared our fusible backing to the similar products out there, I would say that one of the things that is an immediate, you know, like aha is just how soft and supple it keeps the fabric. Yes. Instead of it being stiff on the back of it, it just flows with the fabric as if it was one piece, right? right? It keeps the drape of the fabric. Yeah. And I tested a lot of different ones. And as soon as we found our, you know, top three, you know, of, of choices, then I started testing those on several different fabrics. Yeah. And uh, our fusible backing, it works on linen. It works on lightweight cotton. It works on your quilting cotton. It works on knit fabrics, which I thought was fun. I made a baby blanket. I actually brought it today. Um, it'll be, there'll be pictures on our yeah, website we'll or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I oh, use the adorable. fusible backing on the knit. So knit tends to stretch and pull, right? right? And uh, Andrew's taking my picture. There we go. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> I like <All> right. it. <laughs> yeah. So knit by itself, you know, from like a t-shirt, baby quilt or whatever, knit stretches and pulls. And so I really thought this will test the fusible backing and also our project batting. Can we put it on the back of the knit and still keep that plush uh, feel, feel of that. the knit? Yeah. And so oh, yeah. I used, you know, oh, I wanted to use the fusible backing so that I could quilt. 
the knit blanket and so that it would hold those quilting stitches and not just stretch and run out, run on and on. I wanted to be able to hoop the blanket itself. Um, And so that was a a very fun project and I was so excited and it it worked just beautifully. So. Oh my gosh, you've given us so much good information today. Well, and I love all the extra little tips and (laughs) tricks and you know, for someone who's just starting out or I don't know, I'm sure this will help people that have probably been quilting and doing things for a long time. Just yeah. right. be like, oh, that is an amazing. That makes so sense. Yeah. there you go. Yeah. So Joy, I mean, I, I want to keep you on for like two more hours, right. but, <laughs> but like if you could leave them with like maybe an extra, just a little extra tip or something before we let you go, what would it be? Uh, probably goes back to when we were talking about the difference between like a light mesh cutaway to a heavy cutaway. Okay, okay. So make sure the stabilizer matches the weight of your project. Okay. For example, if you're going to stitch something on denim jeans, right? Maybe you're going to do the cuff of a jean or add something um, along like the border of, of someone's jeans or patch, you know, um, do some embroidery to patch the knees of a jean of your Levi's. Um, you want a heavy stabilizer because the denim itself is heavy. So if you match the okay, stabilizer. Okay, that was an aha. <laughs> I know, right? right? Isn't that great? That yeah. makes it really simple, though, to remember. Yes. I just have to balance my fabric weight with my stabilizer. Yes, and that's not something I found written down anywhere. That is when I just, you know, experience. lots of testing and experience and trying different fabrics and then saying, Oh, well, it didn't pucker when I did this, right? Or, mm-hmm. or you know, the whole purpose of the stabilizer is to provide that extra structure while the machine is going to be stitching back and forth across it. So mm-hmm. um, I think I did cork on mug rugs a long time ago, and that's when I thought I found out the heavyweight stabilizer actually, um, it was the football mug rug, oh, you know, yeah. forever ago. And I had used cork for the football, and that stabilizer, um, the heavyweight just turned out better because the stabilizer stabilizer matched. matched the thickness of the cork. Wow. Genius. I love uh-huh. it. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there you go. Joy Erkenbrack, thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for being our guest today. I think that everyone listening to this is going to just be so excited that they learn something new that they can apply right away um, sure. into their machine embroidery life. And I think we should probably put, you know, in the show notes what these top five stable stabilizers are. Um, because boy, that was a great list. Awesome. And they do come in, uh, a few different sizes. Do you want to tell us about that? We have a 12 inch roll and a 20 inch roll, and there are some pre-cuts. So you'll find around too, the pre-cuts in, um, most of our favorites, the wash away, definitely. Um, just if you like to stitch in the five by seven hoop, but you know, makes it so easy. So easy. (laughs) One less thing you have to cut. Exactly. Right. right. Very convenient for sure. Wow, that was excellent. It was. I'm going to be listening to this one a few more times. (laughs) Come so with me. I will. I will. So fun. We are very lucky to have Joy at Kimberbell. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and for loving it so much that you really dove in and figured this stuff out so that it makes all of our lives a little bit easier (laughs) when it comes to machine embroidery. It can be overwhelming, but don't let it be. You just made it really simple for us. Well, you know, we all learn trial and error, right? Right. Do we have one minute? I'll tell them the, the... do you remember the first time you sent me home to embroider by myself? <laughs> oh, joy. And Kim's like, you can do it. Uh, you well, got this. I, I believe. 
believe in you. Exactly. The embroidery part was easy. Right. Picking the stabilizer, you know. So what happened? So I I chose a wash-away stabilizer instead of light mesh cutaway. And this was before, you know, I have to shout out Kimberbell's stabilizer line. Our marketing team did an incredible job with packaging. And so everything's color-coded and beautiful, easy to find. But this was pre Kimberbell stabilizer day. And so I grabbed what I thought was light mesh cutaway. I was making little pocket tag gifts and I had <laughs> made them like four at a time. And I, I you're was, so excited. So excited. I, I stitched like eight of them before I like turned them inside out and ironed them. So I, cause I was just oh, really boy. proud just of myself. Doing, yeah, exactly. Cause assembly I, line, just eight, get them going. Yeah. And then I went to iron the eight that I had finished and I sprayed them with water so I could steam <laughs> them. And all of a sudden they like started <laughs> shriveling up. <laughs> My funny, not funny. Project. I know. I can gift add, tags. Well, gift tags are just shriveling up like little mm. fabric raisins <laughs> shrinking. It was so sad. I called you Kim. You can laugh about it now at I least. I know. What did I do wrong? What happened? And she said, um, take a little piece of your stabilizer and go go to your sink and run it under there. And and I, she said, what's happening? I'm like, it just dissolved. And she said, yeah, that will happen with wash away stabilizer. <laughs> it washes away. Right. And so all of these pockets that I had made, these little gift tag pockets, um, I, I couldn't save them. Like they, the, as the yeah. stabilizer washed away, it just it's shrunk. Gone. I had to put them all in the garbage. And, um, but you know what? I know the difference between wash away <laughs> and light mesh cutaway now. You only do that one time, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 The more I, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, all of my stabilizer now is also labeled with, you know, Kimberbell slap bands that clearly color coded, color coded, yes. right? They, Makes life so much easier. Exactly. So, you know, when we say <laughs> we want to help you, it's really, we needed to help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. That, that is too funny. Joy, we really, we need to have you come back on. Don't you think, Deanna? Oh, absolutely. Like for number six, seven, eight, nine, and 10? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> because this was really helpful, I think, to not only to us, but to so many out there listening. I'm sure it was. So thank I you. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks, Deanna, for being here. And of course, Andrew, thanks for chiming in. We love when you do. Week. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't do it without him. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you soon.